0: Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be effortless seduction. Well, I've got a good success story for you today, and this is from a guy who basically says, after he found out about my work and started applying it, that he finally got to experience what it is like to truly make love to a woman that knocked his socks off in every way. I know for me personally, the first time I got to experience that, Was until I was 31, 32 years old. And it fucking completely changed my life. And like when something like that happens to you, you are never the same again. And I mean that in a good way. And so I'm excited for this guy because this is a big deal for most people. I know what it was like going from always thinking about that as a fantasy and just having one blown opportunity after another, where like, I mean, by that point in my life, when you figure my teenage years up until till I was 31 32 years old it's like 14 15 years of being at the age where I could actually date and ha- and have relationships to where I was just never able to date the kind of women that I wanted for any length of time and I'm so happy when I read success stories like this from other guys cuz I know what it feels like that first time cuz like until you've experienced that until you've made love to somebody's soul not only their body, but their fucking soul, and you just connect, and you, and just like when you're with them, you don't feel like you're lacking anything. You don't look at them and think, oh well, I wish somebody had somebody was better looking or better this or better. Like no, they're really the ultimate for you. And like the first woman I got to experience that, like I mean, to me, she looked like Raquel Welch did. If you ever saw the old pictures, you can Google it from like it was 10,000 BC, I think it was the movie she did. Back in the late 1960s where she became really famous. You see some of those pictures of her there? My girlfriend was that fucking beautiful. To me, I was just like fucking enamored with her. It was love at first sight. And it was the most powerful thing in the world. And it didn't matter all the times that I had had sex before that. It just – it was irrelevant. The first time you make love to a woman, it's like – it's fucking magical. It's absolutely magical. So I have a quote that I wrote and we're going to go through this guy's little – little love story because he experienced it when he was on vacation and that's what's what's cool about this is if you learn the things in my book you never know where you're going to be if you're a bar hopping clubbing type of person you might meet somebody out there or you might meet somebody at a party like this guy you might be on a vacation somewhere but the point being is that when the signals are there when a woman is interested You'll see those signs, and when you're putting that right vibe into the universe, you're putting your best foot forward, you're happy with yourself, you're happy with your life, you're happy with the way you look, and you're enjoying yourself. Women are going to notice that. And attraction is not a choice. And when women sense that vibe and they notice it, they're going to do little things to get your attention. This guy. Details which you – know, he really goes down into detail what he noticed, what he saw, what he acted upon, things he said to her and it's just how it was so easy and so effortless because when that kind of thing happens to most guys and like when I was in my teenage years and you know, all through my 20s, it's like every fucking time I fucked it up and that's the worst feeling in the world. It makes you feel inadequate. It makes you feel like you're not a man when you blow those good opportunities. Or you go back and you tell your friends and you're like, well, hey, what happened with that girl? She was really into you and you're like, I don't know, we went out of a date. I thought it went well and she hasn't called me back and you're like, dude, man, that sucks. Sorry about that. Better luck next time. That can become a thing of the past if you read the book and you learn it. So with that said, let's go through the quote. The quote says, how would your thinking and the action you take on a daily basis change If you knew that not only could you never fail, but that success is simply a matter of time, repetition, learning from your mistakes, refining your approach, and persistence. Unsuccessful people take action based upon the assumption of playing it safe since success is simply not in the cards for them. Successful people take action based upon the assumption that success is inevitable. Failure is an inevitable part of life and a necessary precursor to success. Unsuccessful people typically give up when they fail. Successful people simply look at failure as something to learn, grow, and improve from. I was reading an article this past week and it was this guy that basically spent like the last five years of his life interviewing and talking to really wealthy, really successful people. And the number one thing that they all had in common without a doubt, was that they do not fucking tolerate pessimistic people in their lives. They boot them right the fuck out. And successful people, rich people, tend to be very optimistic, very positive. And it's like the friends that I got that are really successful and have made money, they're selling companies or through startups or trading stocks or wherever they're just being an entrepreneur. That's what I like about being around them is because even if you're having a down day or a difficult day, they're always just right awake because their set point where they're always at and where they're always coming from is one of optimism. Oh, you'll figure it out. You always do. Things always work out in your favor. But when you have people around you that have never achieved any kind of real level of success, they go – Hey, man, you got to be realistic. Oh, it probably won't work. Oh, that's a stupid fucking idea. Are you kidding me? You're not smart enough to make that work. It will never go – that will never work out for you. It really pays to have – to really watch who you allow into your life and your inner circle because you become just like the five people who you spend most of your time with. So you must choose wisely, especially – if you have big goals and you have big dreams. So with that said, let's go through his email, he says, good day to you coach, I found you through YouTube by random suggested videos I'm super happy that I did. It's not actually that random because several months back, I've been searching online for dating help. I've wasted my money on a couple of PUA's. I did find one person though called Dave Wygant who really helped me to start to understand women and relationships. I think Dave Wygant's pretty good. I watched a few of his videos and I even added him to my YouTube channel as videos that you should check out. He's a guy, he's a little older, around my age and he's likes to, you know, if you like going out and you want baptism by fire, he's great to take you out and teach you how to talk to women randomly in public if you enjoy those things. So he's a good guy to learn from because everything I've seen out of him so far, he knows what the hell he's talking about. The only downside to his work was it wasn't cheap. Well, you get what you pay for in life. People that are busy as fuck, they're busy for a reason. That's why I charge what I charge. I'm busy. I only have so so much time. I give all my best stuff away for free but if you want to talk to me, it's not going to be cheap because a lot of people want to talk to me and same thing with Dave. He says, I liked what you said in your YouTube videos and I took the risk and I bought your Kindle book in August of 2015. I got sick of reading it through digital media so I bought the paperback in September of 2015. By December 2015, I've read the book five times and I started making my own audio version of the book. See the pattern here? He's really spending a lot of time saying, I'm going to really learn this material. I'm going to own it. He's what I call a serious student and that's why once we go through it, he's got a great success story. He took the time. I'm still working on it so I can listen to it at work, on the road, etc. And I'm obviously going to read it again and again. I've bought and I've read other books that you've recommended and I've also practiced talking to strangers, getting NSA, Network Spinal Analysis, also known as Network Chiropractic Adjustments. You can go to Wiseworld, W-I-S-E-W-O-R-L-D, seminars.com and locate a practitioner in your city or country. There's a little drop-down tab. It says locate a practitioner. Hanging around with people who only bring me up, not shying away from making eye contact, walking proudly, being friendly, not being a nice guy, and flirting with beautiful girls, But never going anywhere because I wanted to take it slow. Well, at the end of the day, this is your journey. This is about you. It ain't about me. It ain't about anybody else. It's about you and what you do. And The idea is to go at your own pace, to take measured steps, to climb the staircase of success, if you will, at your own pace. I want you to have a good experience. You got to step outside your comfort zone, but not so much to what you're trying to do is so overwhelming that you just paralyzed with fear and you don't do anything how to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. It was December 2015 when I went on vacation to Turks and Caicos Islands for 10 days. It is such an amazing place. I met and talked to many great people there. I only had two days left before I had to go back to reality. And as you like to say, there are no such things as coincidences. I have found in my life, that is absolutely true, that nothing happens by accident in the universe. Everything happens for a reason. And if you can't find the reason, it's because you ain't looking hard enough. I was sailboating every day, but for the previous three days, the waves were too rough to sail. So instead, I went to do other activities. There, I met Jessica, who worked there as an instructor and a performer. You tell us to look for signals that women give. The first innocent signal that I noticed from her was this. I signed up for the activity as Bob, and I was the only Asian there. Jessica acted confused, asking other instructors and people who signed up, where is Bob? There's another worker there who has the same name as I do. As she came across to me, our eyes met, and I grinned at her, saying, I'm Bob. She apologized about how there was another Bob, But this was an excuse for her to speak with me. Remember, when women like you, they put themselves into your orbit in hopes that you engage them in conversation and know what the hell you're doing, just like James Bond would. Remember, women don't want to teach you how to be a man. They want you to already know this shit. They want to show up and have a love story spontaneously happen, which is what's happening here. We made small talk making fun of each other, And when everyone was doing the activity, our eyes met again from a distance and she waved to me and said, hello, Bob. I gave her a sly smile and said, hello. I met other girls and elderlies there and I was talking to them too as well as near her. I was leaving and she said, bye, Bob. The next and last day and night of my vacation, I went back to do the activity. I couldn't do certain moves so she came up to me and asked if I wanted to see a demonstration and practice on the side. I said sure. She showed me the move as I was checking her out. You are probably staring at her ass. She is so fit, feminine, has long brown hair and a nice small butt. Well obviously you were definitely checking out her butt. I would be doing the same thing. I mean, During the practice she kept touching me to help me from following. Very helpful girl. I was dead sure she was interested. I looked at her and asked, when are you free today? I think I've heard that somewhere before. Her eyes lit up and she said she was free at a certain time and had to go back to work then but would be free again for the rest of the night. Notice how she makes her schedule wide open. Hey. Women help you when they like you, and she definitely likes him. I told her, great, I'll see you at 7 at the pool. She asked if she could change the time to 7.30, and I agreed to that. She came exactly on time because she had to do a performance, and she had skimpy clothes on. Skimpy is good. As she was approaching, I looked at her from head to toe and gave a sly smile something James Bond would definitely do. I went for a hug and breathed through my nose and told her that she smelled great. She complimented on my manly hug. We sat on a bed and a couch and I asked about her, her family, school, etc. She did 80% of the talking. Remember, women typically say in a day about 8,000 words and guys say about 2,000. So you ask the kind of questions that she would enjoy answering. What do you like to do? tell me about you and if she really likes you she will she had to go because she had to perform on stage I went there to watch her and I came back to the exact spot by the pool she came back looking relieved she thought I was dancing at the party the party was close to the pool I could tell she was being distant because she had sweated so obviously she was sweaty because of the performance As I was talking and touching her at just the right moment, I reduced the gap between us. As I predicted, she was self-conscious about how she sweated and told me, Oh, I'm sweaty. You'll smell me if you get too close. I ignored her. I gave a sly smile and I put my nose close to her and sniffed. I told her, I don't smell anything but the same great smell that I smelled when I hugged you. Maybe your sweat is like pheromones because your smell is intoxicating. Dude, look at you. You fucking charmer. We talked more, laughed more, and got closer. Her eyes were as bright as a thousand burning suns. That's fucking amazing when a woman's looking in your eyes and her, her pupils are dilating and she fucking wants to devour you. Nice, dude. Very nice. She was smiling and she was shy at things I said and it was then that I looked at her eyes and then her lips and then her eyes and then her lips and then her eyes and back to her lips and then her eyes again. She smiled brightly and asked, what is it? Then I went for the kiss. She kissed me back and we passionately kissed with the tongues. When you do that, it's something right out of the book. And a woman looks at your lips and you kiss her, you're not gonna get rejected when she's looking at your lips. Makes it pretty easy. No risk of rejection here. Just looking for those little subtle tells. It's almost like poker. Just looking for the little little tells of what give the other person their true intentions away. It makes you come off as being like Mr. fucking Casanova, just like she read about in her romance novels. That's fucking perfect. She suggested that we go to a more secluded place. In other words, when a woman says that, you're going to get laid tonight, mister, as long as you don't fuck it up or talk me out of it. And I brought her to the beach. We kissed even more and talked. I kissed all over her body, avoiding direct, directly to touch her vagina and her tits. I know you tell us to take two steps forward and one step back. I made a comment saying, it's getting really hot and heavy here. She asked, what do you wanna do? Obviously, what does that tell you? She's submissive, she's totally feel safe and comfortable with you as the leader. Where would you like to lead me to? I said we can have sex here in the beach as it is really dark or in my room or in your room or we can just not have sex and kiss and talk here. Choices. Then I kissed her again after a few minutes of kissing and caressing because remember women they don't want to be responsive because if she says okay let's have sex here then now sex is her fault. So when you give a woman a choice like that, what do you expect it she's going to say? After a few minutes of kissing and caressing, she said, let's go to your room. But only if you have protection and if it's dark. I said, of course, with a sly smile. So what happened there? As you continue to caress, you didn't try to force anything. You were in no rush. You could take it. You could leave it. Either way, you're good continue kissing her and what happened? she continued to get more turned on because you're in action in other words not being so focused on getting in her pants meaning you could take it or leave it because this kind of thing of course it happens to you all the time even though in this particular case this was the first time he was ever with somebody he felt this way about nothing was rushed to this point and onward I already thought about the logistics of sex and asked my brother to leave the room beforehand And it was 2 a.m. at this point, so he was a true wingman, and I had condoms. I did a video about the logistics of sex, and you definitely paid attention. Good job. We had passionate sex, and I felt that it was my first time truly making love, not just humping. Thank goodness I practiced how to last longer in bed, i.e., Google Corey Wayne, how men can have multiple orgasms. 'Cause you never know when a moment like this if you're prepared abp always be prepared then when you meet this a woman like this you can last we both came at the same time it was so funny before she came she was clawing into me breathing heavy moaning and when she came her hands her eyelids her lips and her entire body was shaking she was quivering dude you fucking stud You lit her up. She said a lot of, it's my first time that someone said I was so feminine, undressed me so slowly, redressed me after sex, was so forward, said I smelled good, kissed so passionately, pounded me so hard. It's nice when women say things like that. I mean that's fucking great for your confidence, it's great for your fucking ego. She just had a quivering, shaking orgasm. It's like phew. I mean just a ma- this just these are the kind of moments that just totally change your self-confidence. Cuz now for the first time in your life you're with somebody that just blew you away. And everything that you experienced up until that point, it was just a fantasy. You just dreamed of what that moment was like. Now here you are getting to have an experience. Experiences build your confidence and your competence. I think what she meant was lasting long as I only pounded hard on the last couple of minutes. Well, the point being, dude, is she liked the pounding. She liked you fucking knocking the bottom out of that thing. Maybe you jarred something loose. But that's a good thing. She also complimented me a ton on my posture, my silliness, my accent, my smell, as I didn't use any deodorant or cologne. Natural musty smell, huh? Forwardness, hugs, kisses, and skin. I purposely didn't use any liquid courage that day. That's another nice thing. You make love to a woman for the first time. You haven't had a drop of alcohol. No bong hits for Jesus or nothing. Just you. And what's inside you and her. Lastly, because of distance. I told her honestly that I don't want to do long distance. And I told her that I want both of us to be happy. I suggested that we date other people. And whenever our path crosses again, when we're single, we can date. Her real home is in New York and mine is in Massachusetts. There is more to this, but I'll stop there. I did make some mistakes now that I think about it, but I'll learn from it. Thank you so much for the knowledge. On to the next reading and on to the next girls. Dude, that's awesome. What a great fucking story. I mean think about it. For the rest of your life, what a fucking great memory. You can be telling your, your son someday, I met this girl in Turks and Caicos so I was on vacation, just having a great time. Boom. Our eyes locked. What a great fucking love story. These are the kinds of things that most guys dream of being able to, to tell stories like this or have memories like this and it's one of the reasons why I love what I do. It's like it's all about having great super high quality memories because the older you get when you look back on your life it's really nice to have lots of memories like this and I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of memories like this with women that I've dated, I've had relationships with, hanging out with their kids, traveling with their kids, traveling with their family, just so many great fucking memories. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow. And as I advance up to the pearly gates, i would be like, I had no fucking regrets, man. It's all about living full out in every area of your life. Being able to say, you know what? In my career, I gave it my fucking best. In my business, I gave it my best. When it came to take care of my body and eating right and staying in shape, I gave it my fucking best. When it came to the women that I loved and I dated, I gave it my best. When it came to be a father figure to kids, even if they weren't mine, I gave it my fucking best. When it came to making the world a better place, a little bit better than the way I found it, I gave it my fucking best. And at the end of the day, who was it? I think it was I think it was Patton, General Patton, said if a man gives his best, what else is there? Definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and book whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.